This is January 5th, 2024, and I'm going to uh, talk about the terrible conflict in Gaza between the uh, Israeli government and uh, Palestinians in Gaza. Um, it started, of course, on October 7th when Hamas uh, made this terrible incursion into Israel. Um, some uh, 1,400 Israelis were left dead. Um, and according to every account that I've read, uh, Hamas perpetrated just an unspeakable, sadistic, indiscriminate torture and killing and hostage-taking of, of Israelis there. Um, part of the problem in evaluating right and wrong in all this is, is having to rely on media reports. It's, it's, it's mediated. Our information for all of us is mediated. Uh, and there are some, some question about the reliability of the statistics. Um, not in, in large. It seems pretty, I haven't heard much, I haven't heard people disputing that there were 1,400 Israelis dead and and all these terrible uh, atrocities that happened. Um, one one account that I read reported uh, that uh, the the idea that the report that forty babies had been decapitated had been walked back. Um, it doesn't matter. It's uh, what happened there was just just unspeakable, and it's natural, natural that the Israeli government would want revenge. A basic instinct for retribution seems to be ingrained in human nature. Um, you see this in art. There's a long history of vengeance in art. And um, I had to do some reading and reflecting on this matter of revenge. Um, it, it seems to be a wish for a re-establishment of universal justice. It seems to be at the heart of revenge. Um, maybe also delivering a message message to Hamas and Hezbollah and uh, holding to account those who perpetrated this, these atrocities uh, against Israelis. Although the question then becomes what is, what is the right accounting? Because we know that since then, six, since October 7th, uh, there has been mass destruction and killing by the Israeli government in Gaza. Um, 
the reports I've read say that uh, um, at least 18,000 Palestinians have been killed, according to another source, Al Jazeera, more than 22,000 uh, residents of Gaza have been killed, 70% women and children, according to the Palestinian Authority Health Ministry. Again, we're left wondering how accurate these are, but let's, let's assume that many, many, many thousands of Palestinians have been killed and wounded. And, and reports say that most of Gaza's 2.3 million people are now homeless and trapped in a tiny embattled coastal enclave with little food, water, medical care, fuel, or secure shelter. The basic infrastructure of Gaza has been destroyed. According to uh, a Jewish reporter, Gordon Levy, uh, thousands of children are being killed in their beds by bombs dropped from the skies where almost nobody has enough food or water for survival. A small hell you can never leave, is what he said. So, mass slaughter. Israel's defense minister is quoted as having said that the, the Palestinians are human animals. And according to these same reports on the, on the other side of the a ledger, uh, some 150,000 Israelis in Gaza, in Gaza have also now been displaced from their homes. But uh, it's 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 what's happening to the Palestinians is horrifying. I don't, why do I need to even say this? Anyone who's read about this uh, would agree that it's horrifying. The question is, uh, is it justified? And that brings us back to revenge. Delivering a message, holding to account. There's this old saying, uh, revenge is sweet. Um, I found a, an article from uh, Psychological Science magazine. This goes way back to 2011, but surely a human nature hasn't changed much since then. Um, and I'd like to read some segments of that article in Psychological Science. It says, while the idea of revenge is no doubt delectable, the very phrase, just desserts, promises a treat, much of its sugar is confined to the coating. The actual execution of revenge carries a bitter cost of time, emotional and physical energy, and even lives. That minute before revenge is savory as the authors of the science study recognized. But what about the days and weeks that follow? 
The article continues. In the past few years, psychological scientists have discovered many ways in which the practice of revenge fails to fulfill its sweet expectations. Behavioral scientists have observed that instead of quenching hostility, revenge can prolong the unpleasantness of the original offense and that merely bringing harm upon an offender is not enough to satisfy a person's vengeful spirit. They've also found that instead of delivering justice, revenge often creates only a cycle of retaliation, in part because one person's moral equilibrium rarely aligns with another's. The upshot of these insights is a better sense of why the pursuit of revenge has persisted through the ages, despite tasting a lot more sour than advertised. And uh, a little more here. It goes on. Perhaps revenge is sweet, or perhaps the words of Francis Bacon are more accurate. And here are the words, Bacon's words. One that studieth revenge keeps his own wounds green, which otherwise would heal and do well. And then the, the, the article reports on some uh, study that found that uh, punishers, that's what they called them in the study, punishers actually felt worse than forecasters predicted they would have felt had they been given the chance to be punishers. Punishers even felt worse than non-punishers, despite getting the chance to take their revenge. Punishers continued to brood on the on the free rider. It's a reference to the study. As I say, punishers continued to brood significantly more than the others did, and increased rumination that prevented them from moving on, the researchers surmised. All told, the study concluded uh, that people erroneously believe revenge will make them feel better and help them gain closure when in actuality punishers ruminate on their deed and feel worse than those who cannot avenge a wrong. And then they, one of the authors says, I think uncertainty prolongs and enhances emotional experiences, and one of the things that avengers do unintentionally is to prolong the unpleasant encounter. Those who don't have a chance to take revenge are forced, in a sense, to move on and focus on something different, and they feel happier. Well, that's pretty compelling evidence of the folly of revenge and how it just circles back on the, the one who is exacting revenge. But can we put ourselves in the place of the Israelis and what they saw? What happened? I've heard, I've heard that uh, Israel is such a small country relatively speaking, certainly relative to the United States, that every citizen of Israel knew someone who had been killed. 
in that on that October seventh attack, and the viciousness of the of the attack. Um, what we have to ask ourselves, or I, I'll ask myself, how would I respond to that? Family member, Sangha member, uh, having suffered that atrocious violence, how would we respond? We might also ask, how we would respond if we were Palestinians who've been forced off their land and for decades been crowded into a much, much smaller territory and been deprived of so much of what they had had by this, their neighbor, Israel. This is, this is, this is a dilemma. Who would say that Israel should do nothing? No one's going to say that. But what, but what Israel has set about to do, let's, let's forget about right and wrong. Let's, let's, we don't need to dwell on right and wrong. You know, in any, any long, long dispute, and <laughs> there isn't much of longer a dispute than that in between Israelis and Palestinians. Uh, in any long dispute, you can be sure that both sides are at fault somehow. Okay, now let's consider the intelligence or lack of intelligence behind this retaliation. We have in, in Buddhism, of course, we have the first precept, not to kill, but to cherish all life. Um, it doesn't take much imagination to see that war, war always is fueled by the three poisons. What are the three poisons? Greed, hostility, hostilities, sometimes we say anger, ill will, hatred. So greed, hostility, and delusion. And those three, those three poisons are all arise from ignorance. Ignorance of what? Ignorance of the way things are. Ignorance of reality. Reality is that none of us is separate from anyone else. We're different. Oh, we're so different. Although these the Israelis and the Palestinians in some way are not so different in, in many ways. But let's, let's grant that we're all different, but but Seeing things as they are means seeing that within all these differences, there is a sameness, a unity. And it is 
not seeing that, it is, it is being ignorant of that, that causes us to react with greed, hostility, and delusion. Over and over again in the, in the sutras, uh, the Buddha makes the point that hatred breeds more hatred. And to paraphrase, one who kills another digs two graves. And then we have this doctrine of karma. To put it in simple terms, uh, wholesome and unwholesome actions bring about their respective results. Uh, karma is kind of the equivalent of natural physical laws. But karma is a natural moral law. We reap what we sow. In, in, in some source, uh, the Buddha called the law of karma the light of the world because it illuminates how life unfolds and why things are the way they are. Cause and effect. Everything that happens is the effect of a previous cause and at the same time is itself the cause of a subsequent effect. Well, that's karma laid out most simply. In another text, Buddhist text, uh, the Buddha very bluntly says, if you think too much about karma, you'll go crazy because it illuminates how life unfolds and why things are the way they are. Uh, I've been asked numerous times uh, to explain the law of karma. And uh, other than the simple terms I just used, I, I, I say it's immensely complex and subtle and encompassing. I wouldn't dare venture to try to explain karma in all of its complexities. It's somewhere else in, in a Buddhist text, it says only a Buddha that is a fully enlightened one can understand the scope and intricacies of karma, the law of causation. Zen Master Dogen, the 13th century great Japanese Zen Master, said those who would practice the Dharma must deeply, deeply believe in the passing nature of things and have faith in karma. But we see injustice all the time. We don't always see uh, harmful actions resulting in, we, often, we don't often see things that uh, 
go around, come around. But then we see only, we see cause and effect only in our own lifetime. And I think it's, it's, you can't, you can't talk about karma apart from rebirth, multiple lifetimes. And this is where I will lose some of you who can't buy the idea of multiple lifetimes of rebirth. But I'm just going to forge ahead. How can, how can we, how can you and I grasp how something that happened five lifetimes ago bring results in this lifetime? Or 20 lifetimes ago, or 3,000 lifetimes ago. So when we see um, these, these criminals, and the world is full of criminals, tyrants, murderers, uh, when we see them um, die without being punished, uh, we can wonder then about karma. But who knows what awaits them? Who knows what awaits us? We can't, we can't even remember what happened before the age of three. Most people, I have uh, asked quite a few people what their earliest memory was, and most people, it's not before three. But who would say that we, we weren't alive before the age of three? Of course, we were. We just don't remember it. And if we don't remember what happened to us at the age of two or one, how can we hope to remember what happened to us in a past lifetime, even the most recent past lifetime? Well, there are people, I believe, who can, but it's very few of them. The, it's just the terrible tragedy of this ongoing conflict um, between Israel and the Palestinians. It's so tragic. How can it not just be self-perpetuating? Okay, Hamas got some measure of revenge against their, their Israeli oppressors as they see them. And then the Israeli government retaliates with revenge against Hamas. Is it going to stop there? <laughs> of course not. It will go on and on and on and on. In uh, Roshi Kaplow's book, Zen Merging of East and West, he, uh, he I'll read this in a Dharma talk about the first precept, not to kill. Uh, 
He said, I once asked, this is Roshi Kapwa, uh, I once asked a Ceylonese Buddhist master who made frequent trips to Vietnam whether Vietnamese Buddhist monks concurred in the view that their sufferings as a nation in the Vietnam War were a form of karmic retribution. He responded that all the monks he had questioned in Vietnam had unhesitatingly replied in the affirmative, citing in particular an unusually cruel act of aggression by the Vietnamese several hundred years ago in which they invaded the territory of one of their neighbors. You know, there are probably hundreds of millions of people in the world who unhesitatingly accept karma as a natural moral law. What goes around comes around. We reap what we sow. But that still leaves, this is all, this is all, all makes sense. It's got to make sense uh, that there is this underlying law, moral law of the universe. But then I think, what would you do? What would I do after, on, the, on October 8th, after 1,400 or 1,200 uh, of our own people were massacred? in the most vicious, sadistic, horrible way, what would we do? Well, luckily, we don't make those decisions. We're not in charge. Uh, But there has to be a better way than wreaking mass destruction on a people, only a percentage of whom uh, a small, tiny percentage of whom actually um, cause the violence. Oh, then you can get into, yes, but don't uh, Palestinians support Hamas? I don't know. I don't know. What, what do we have to go by? How many of the citizens of, of, of Gaza uh, really support Hamas? Well, I've read that since all of this vengeful destruction by the Israeli defense forces, a lot, a lot of, a lot more people, a lot more Palestinians now support Hamas. How's that working out, Israel? You can't, you can't help but compare this to. What happened with the uh, Trade Center towers on uh, 9/11? We were we were traumatized as a people. We were in shock. We wanted blood revenge. Okay, that's human nature. But it's our responsibility as people who give some credence to this law of karma that we find some other way. I know it's, it's easy to 
to find fault when you're not in the middle of all that. That's what makes this so hard. But it doesn't mean it's, it's, it's less true. There is this law that will work and what, what, how can we, how can the Israelis, how can the, how can Hamas, how can Hezbollah uh, somehow incorporate that understanding instead of an eye for an eye? Can eat. People can be forgiven for seeing what the Israeli government is doing as as their final solution to the Hamas problem. They've said, we're going to wipe out, we're going to eradicate Hamas once and for all. Ah, it's so painful. Since we're not in the Middle East, well, whatever we might want to do uh, in terms of engaged Buddhist action, we do have this matter of our own practice. Because war, war does originate in the human heart. Our responsibility, each one of us, is to, is to purify our minds, our hearts. And in that, uh, it's no small contribution to uh, this terrible suffering that we see through war and other conflict. I've heard experts say that <clears throat> if Israel tries to remain in Gaza for an extended time, it will face endless attacks from Hamas and other terrorist organizations. It's, it's, it's easy to believe those who say Hamas is not going to be crushed ever. It still enjoys a lot now. Uh, out of sympathy of nothing else, it still enjoy, enjoys a lot of support of the Palestinian people as they're being crowded into the corner of their small country. <clears throat> and Israel will face enormous challenges in maintaining law and order on and on and on, years, decades. It's, it's just such a terrible overreaction and so unfair to the children most of these casualties in Gaza among Palestinians are women and children, 70%, according to one reckoning. This is no way to find any kind of lasting peace. Never mind what's right or wrong or justice to uh, hold Hamas accountable. Uh, this can only come back to cause suffering among the Israelis themselves. And there's Hamas, of course, same, 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 same.
I'm going to go sit. Thanks for listening.